Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, hosted by Jenny Moffitt and Amanda Hoshite. All right. Welcome to another episode of the Misfit Messengers podcast. Um, I am, so if this is echoey to whoever is out there listening, I apologize. I am in a different location in a basement in a Salvation Army building in a different city, and it's echoey uh, down here, but I'll try to do my best. Um, in the meanwhile, we're super excited, Amanda and I, right? We're excited. Woot, woot. Yay, we're always excited, but even more so today. More so today because we have special guests on the podcast today, our good, good friends, uh, lieutenants and captain, I guess, Matt, Matthew, you're a captain now. That is awesome. So we have Matthew and Kaylee Darrow on the podcast today. Welcome to the Misfit Messengers podcast, friends. Thanks for having us. (laughs) I forgot, Matthew, that you've, uh, you've been promoted. Woot, woot. Woot, woot. Yep. So, does, so does it feel different to be a captain rather than a lieutenant? Honestly, no. Um, <laughs> it's really not different. It, uh, honestly, the the thing I dreaded most when I knew that uh, that was coming is I kept telling Kaylee, I'm not going to be able to use that excuse of just being a lieutenant anymore and saying, I can't say I don't know anything anymore. I'm supposed to know everything now all of a sudden. I don't like this. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, it's not bad at all. It's, it's just, an, it's just a rank. It's, it's really nothing else. Uh, I've said uh, uh, for the longest time that rank is just rank. It's really just years of service. Mm-hmm. By, you know, just committing to, to what God has called you to. Yeah. Amen. Um, you know, my first appointment at the ARC, there was a, there was a gentleman uh, who would always, anytime he'd see me, he'd be like, Admiral, how you doing? I was like, this is a Salvation Army, not the Salvation Navy, but thank admiral. you. Good. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll be an admiral. I would I would love to have the designation admiral. And for those uh, non-Salvation Army people who are listening, ARC stands for Adult Rehabilitation Center. Uh, Matthew, can you tell us a little bit about what that is for those who might not know? Yeah, so with an Adult Rehabilitation Center, or ARC as we call them, um, Really what it is, it is uh, another aspect of Salvation Army's mission to reach the lost, reach those that are uh, really going through suffering times uh, on a more practical level in terms of uh, right in the heart of things. Um, when I was in the year that I spent at the Chicago ARC, that was one of the most eye-opening and heartwarming experiences ever, along with one of the most heartbreaking experiences ever, uh, just kind of all jumbled into one. Um, I mean, when you're in an ARC, whether it's just for a visit, uh, as a chaplain or as an administrator, you are literally seeing men and uh, women at times who are coming in, who are trying to uh, overcome the addictions of alcoholism, uh, drug, uh, drug abuse, and everything in between. And it's very uh, heartwarming because you're seeing these individuals come in who are really wanting to change. Uh, it's also very heartwarming and exciting to see uh, individuals who uh, go through the program who really take it seriously and who eventually graduate and go on to bigger and better things. Mm. Uh, it's also heartbreaking when you do see, unfortunately, uh, individuals uh, fail the program, go right back out to what they were doing before and still consumed by, by their addictions. Um, but it really takes the aspect of ministry to the actual, to the literal front, uh, front lines, wherever you're at. Mm. Um, I guess uh, how I would put it is if you look at the Army's history when uh, William and Catherine first started it up, uh, I would consider it very similar to that. Mm. Uh, I mean, with the ARCs, we're not 
technically going to the bars uh, or to the uh, drug-ridden streets, but we are working with those same individuals who are being cast out because they're drunkards or because they're druggies uh, and their families don't want anything to do with them or they're in a spot where they are finally breaking down saying, I've had enough, I want something better. Yeah. And they find their way to the ARC. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, and, and our other guest is, is Matthew's wonderful wife, Kaylee. Kaylee, why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are? Um, well, I'm a lieutenant. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. Um, that, that's a loaded question. Who it is. I? It is. <laughs> um, well, I love uh, ministry. I guess my passion would also be addictions ministry. We see a lot of that where our new location is now. Uh, a lot of homelessness, um, people sleeping out in the parks, on the streets. Wow. And so that is definitely on our hearts to do something about that. Um, already starting to meet with and collaborate with certain individuals, um, trying to meet those needs. And then also youth is a huge passion of ours. So we're starting our youth groups up um, next week. So we're wow. really excited about that. And if, if I had to, I guess, this is you, not me. So. <laughs> who I am. I love. I guess I'm, I'm like a child at heart. So it, it's awesome that I get to act like a child and work with youth and help them see the um, meet the Lord, you know, and, and just share with them like you don't have to, you know. I hate the stigma of you have to be perfect to be a Christian. You know, you can have fun and still be a Christian. Um, you know, you can party still with the Lord and have you know a good time. So um, I, I guess that's me. <laughs> All right. All right. I like that child at heart. That's yeah. That's a good one. That's good. I think Jesus said something about that. Yeah. <laughs> I think he did. Yeah. <laughs> in there somewhere. So somewhere in those gospels, Jesus said something about children. That's awesome. That's awesome. I guess the next question that I have to get us kind of started into another uh, realm of conversation is what are you guys reading or, or studying for Bible study or scripture for sermons, anything kind of jumping out at you at this moment in time that you want to share? You want to go first? Sure. Uh, right now we're doing the study of Jenny um, Allen on Right Now Media. Uh, oh. Get out of your head, I think it is, right? Or get out of your mind, something like get, that. Get out of your mind. And, um, yeah. But it's been, it's been really good. It's been, um, it, it challenges us, um, which is a good thing because yeah. we all need to be challenged in our faith. Um, but it, it's really talking about, too, like um, maturing, I love how she used illustration. You'll love this. They Legos and have like there's neurons in the brain and it builds upon each other. Just one thought in your head. And it can either spiral you down or spiral you up. Um, and so having the mind of Christ, filling your thoughts with things that are of him and not of like the world or the news um, that could drag you down. Um, it's important. So it's been really good. And there's been some questions that like, how are you spending your time? Um, what are you thinking? Thoughts of your thinking? Um, what consumes your mind on a daily basis? So um, tough questions to kind of wrestle with, but are really good too to help you grow. Okay. And it's by Jenny Allen and it's yes. called Get Out of Your Mind. Yep. Get Out of Your Mind, Get Out of Your Head. Some, get Out of Your Head, too. something like that. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. What we think about is important because yep. so goes our, 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 whatever we think we end up doing in action eventually right? Absolutely. Oh, that's good. And I think that's so important. Uh, just going back on that, why Paul says it might be permissible, but is it beneficial? Mm. Right. right. With whatever you do or consume or think or 
whatever. Yeah, maybe you can do it, but right. is it putting you in that headspace that's beneficial to you or mm-hmm. worth something or is it not? Right? right. And that's different for everybody. Absolutely. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. Matt, you got anything to add? Uh, yeah. So I don't know if uh, Kaylee mentioned it or not, uh, but uh, with that study, it's been a it's been a really good uh, in-depth study of, of uh, Philippians. So, I mean, that's what we've been doing as like a, a corporate uh, Bible study, so to speak. Um, and again, it's, it's been really good. Uh, I mean, just, just the, the title of it uh, is what caught me as far as get out of your head. Like, I didn't realize I was really in my head, but <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's been a good study. Uh, for you know, myself personally, um, the last study that I did was actually uh, on the book of Hosea. Ooh. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it was actually, ironically, after uh, reading a couple of Phil's books, um, really just felt that uh, spark to get back to Hosea, really uh, looking at why was Hosea chosen by God. And he was chosen by God, of course, to be the illustrative example of God's relationship with Israel and vice versa, how they had strayed away from him and how God was going to use Hosea in his marriage to Gomer to illustrate that exact relationship and how uh, God is still faithful to us, even when we are not faithful to him. Mm-hmm. That's such an important truth that I think we need to be reminded of once in a while, right? That. Yeah. Even if we screw up, right? Kaylee, you said earlier, we don't have to be perfect, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yet God is perfect and he's going to be faithful on you the know? back end because it's his nature. It's his character to be, to be perfect and to be faithful. And so he's not going to change his character no matter how, no matter what we do, right? His character, his way of interacting with us is not going to change. And that is an encouragement because then if we do mess up or we do stray away, if we do become unfaithful, we can return, we can come back, which is such a, such an important, you know, piece to Christian living. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't, when we leave, he doesn't change the locks and be like, good riddance. Bye. (laughs) Peace out. You're done. I'm, I'm, I'm done with you. (laughs) Um, yeah, God, but God is also, he doesn't push himself on other people, right? He lets people make their choice about him, you know, yeah. um, which is why, but, but um, as, uh, um, you know, we talked about it in seminary, that wooing process. If you have breath in your lungs, God is always, yeah. always calling you back to him, mm-hmm. right? Because we're born separated so that yeah. our whole lives where he is calling us to him, you yeah. know? Um, and even when we're there and we're tempted to, to leave and he's like, come back. Right. Um, come back. Um, and, and if we do leave, he's still, he's, he's still there. Right. And, and we talked about before Jenny about consequent, that there is consequences to those actions. Mm -hmm. Um, but the relationship, God is about that relationship being restored to him. Yeah. And, uh, thank goodness for that because if it was up to us i mean well we're human beings are quite apt at ruining most things <laughs> if given the opportunity i've watched your facebook uh what can you tell us about the northern lights 
Take it away, Kaylee. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> uh, blessed, actually, because we got to see some beautiful shows. Like, there's a KP6, which just means how strong the lights are, um, yeah. which was one of the strongest it's been in a while. Um, so the sun's picking up with its holes and all of that, which is just the plasma coming out of the sun. Um, so it makes some beautiful shows of lights and that. Uh, we actually got to see the lights with our own eyes one night when it was the KP6. Yeah. But um, usually it's just like a white streak. Of, it looks almost like clouds in the sky. Um, but when you put your camera up and set it to a certain setting, it picks up the colors. Oh, okay. So that's kind of how we get to see it. Yeah. Um, but you just point it towards north, towards the lake, and it, it's amazing. Wow. It's hard to explain and put it into words. I don't know. It's hard to put it into words. It's just... Uh, yeah like yeah. one night it was like you could see stairs up to heaven up to like the milky way and it was just like stairway to heaven almost uh, so beautiful i mean when you're, when you're looking up at the lights that night specifically this was like a week and a half ago something like that uh we were out uh we pulled off on it one of the various uh roadside parks just just a little beachfront uh right along the lake uh lots of people out there uh taking out their uh, professional grade cameras or their uh, smartphones and trying to capture the lights uh, while they're active. Um, when we're looking up at them, uh, as Kaylee was saying before, you know, actually taking our phones and adjusting our camera settings to actually get all the colors that were there, we could see them uh, with our naked eyes. And uh, really, to me, it looked kind of like an eerie fog that was clear up in the sky. It wasn't a fog that was uh, down at ground level, but it, it had that similar uh, coloration to it just looking at it without a camera. Okay. Yeah. Just when you're talking, I was just thinking of, uh, oh, that, that'll preach, right? Uh, right. Those, um, right. We see the, the beauty of God's nature, but sometimes yeah. you need a, a special lens, a filter okay. to yeah. see all the colors, right? Uh, I love yeah. it. Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that whole, yeah, the Holy Spirit, or when we're, when we're clearing our mind of junk, right. And we're putting on it the colors are brighter and it's fuller and we can see things that we wouldn't see if we were clouded um, yeah. or not paying attention. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> Gotta get the right settings. Yeah, I'm from the North. I never saw any, any, uh, I, yeah, I, I'm from uh, Minnesota. Never saw Northern lights before. I'm also from the city though. That's probably why. Yeah. 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 To see the lights, uh, you, we do have to go outside of the city. Um, uh, I think it was our first couple times uh, going out. We uh, we thought we were far enough away from uh, light pollution from the city, but we were pretty far off still. Uh, really, the best nights to do it is uh, it helps if it's clear, of course. Uh, so less cloud covers, the better. Uh, also, uh, if the moon is not in uh, well, closer to that full moon stage, it really helps out as well. So if it's uh just at the uh, crescent or decrescent uh it's it's going to be better for that um and you really need to get into yeah just just away from uh light pollution from a city as yeah. best you can pitch black helps. yep pitch black in the middle of nowhere right it's, pretty yeah. much yeah which is kind of also like you could say you know you got to get away from the noise of the world sometimes to see the beauty yeah. and all the pollution of it um, get away from the distractions yeah mm -hmm. good reminder See, there you go. You need to have a no. When we do podcasts, I, I try to have a notebook because man, we come up with some ideas. Yeah, we, you're right. We do have to get away from the pollution, the light pollution. 
Um, you know, as far as even getting out of your head, the noise pollution that, you know, that's not going to necessarily impact your Northern lights viewing, but it will impact how you hear the Holy spirit, right? If you yeah. are listening to everything else that's going on around you, man. Well, and the, and the lens too, of how you look at things, because like, I think a lot of times we don't even realize the culture that we're in has a taint sometimes the view of how we see Christ. Yeah. Um, you know, like if you come from a family that doesn't have a really good father relationship with the Lord, then it'll be yeah. hard to, you know, see him as a loving father. Yeah. Um, but when you actually get to experience and take that lens off of yeah. whatever culture or family life that you had and actually experience what it's truly like and, and see the lens through the Holy Spirit's view, it changes everything. Um, right. So I think it's important for us to sometimes step back and say, okay, am I biased in how I'm viewing God right now? And do I need to have a better view of him? Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think it's a, if I am, it's, it's where, right? Because we all are, we all are subjugated to, to culture. Um, and taking a book that was written in a language foreign to us in an area foreign to us by people who look different than us, uh, in a culture <laughs> that's ours, right? Yeah. Right. And, uh, and you know, so of course our lens is different mm-hmm. sometimes. So to, um, Jenny, you always talk about that book, right? Um, was it the Bible through? Yeah. Middle Eastern eyes, Jesus through Middle yeah. Eastern eyes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So good. I'm, I'll lend it to you when I get it back from the last person who borrowed it. <laughs> it's, a really, it's, it's a really eye-opening book because yeah, we are Westerners and Jesus was not, Jesus was an Easterner. He, right. They're the mindset alone, even like ignore the, the language differences, the time differences. You even just have like how a Western mindset works compared to an Eastern mindset there's differences. And so there are things that, and I, and obviously in certain contexts, right. But as we're all talking, I'm thinking about these new glasses that I have firstly are bifocals, which just makes me feel old, but secondly, um, um, our blue light filters. So if you see oh, in the okay. camera, you can actually see like the yeah. blue. So yeah. when I put them on blues look different because it's got a blue light filter. Well, why do I have that? Well, obviously, cause I'm, I work on a computer and on a screen a lot. And so it helps to not hurt my eyes as much with the screens. Mm -hmm. But if I didn't realize that this was how it was and would always saw the world through this eye, I wouldn't realize I wouldn't have the colors, right. Does that make sense? So I, you know, using this as an example of like, we do have, we, we get used to it, right. If I take my glasses off and look at colors, I'm like, Whoa, that doesn't look like the same thing. I mean, it's subtle, right. It's not like this stark, huge difference where blues are greens or something, but it's, it's enough that because I wear them all the time, I wouldn't, it would make a stark contrast if I took them off. Does that make sense? Yeah. And Kaylee, I love how you say when we're in a, in our culture, we don't know always what our lenses are, right? Because we're just in it. It's, there's this taint of, of the culture in which we live and we don't even necessarily always see it because we live in it. Right. I love that. That's good. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. See, I love having conversations with uh, fellow Christians because it gets you thinking back to that uh, iron sharpening iron thing. Right, Amanda? Absolutely. In those conversations. Um, yeah. Good to think, right? Yep. That was our episode with Ken Jones. Brains are good. God gave us one. We should use them. That's a paraphrase. <laughs> yes. It's a, it's a very <laughs> short 
poor perfect <laughs> but yes it works brains are good we need them it's important but <laughs> how about i got i got one i got another question for you what's the best thing about being in ministry what's the best thing Ooh. about being in ministry Ooh. That's, a, that's a tough question it's totally a tough question take your time <laughs> As for, there's many blessings um so just the pick one. Oh my goodness or a couple i mean so, so go, go ahead no go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> i think it's when they the aha moment when they when when they really feel god speak um, and in those moments when you get to hear about it, just like their experience with the Lord, because it's different for everybody, like how God speaks to everybody. Um, and so just even like from a kid's perspective, how they accepted Christ into their hearts, um, to like an old person who's never, maybe they've been in church their whole life, but they finally like realize it's different than what they've been taught and mm-hmm. the relationship aspect of it and, and seeing the joy on their faces. Yeah. when they the, just the light of the holy spirit radiating off of them i think that's my favorite um my favorite part awesome that's good you're still thinking over there that's a tough <laughs> question it is uh, oh man so i would say the most important thing of ministry i guess is how i'm going to answer this question okay uh, uh is relationship building. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's, we're, we're all in a relationship with Christ. Uh, so we're, we should constantly be uh, looking to further that relationship with him, uh, but that's only determined by our own faith with him. That can't be determined by somebody else. Uh, but in the same regards, you know, when it comes to that relationship building, you know, that's kind of what the church is all about is building those relationships, not just the individual relationships that we have with Christ, but those relationships that we have with each other. Mm. Um, you know, it, in our last appointment, actually, I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back to both appointments. Uh, when I was at the Chicago ARC, I had no clue what the heck I was doing. I was a brand new, no nothing lieutenant. Uh, who was thrown into the ARC. It's like, oh, okay. Like the one area of, of uh, army ministry I did not want to be in because I have no clue what I'm doing. Yeah. Great. Thanks, guys. Uh, but it it turned out to be one of the most fulfilling years of, of my life. Uh, uh, having the opportunity, uh, the opportunities I had there to build relationships with uh, guys who were drug dealers or alcoholics uh, drug users on the streets of Chicago. Uh, that was so rewarding to me. Uh, I would have these grown men, uh, a couple of them close to twice my age at that point, uh, you know, coming to me and asking me questions about just about whatever Mm -hmm. didn't necessarily have to be about, uh, the Bible study lesson that we had or the sermon that was preached, but just to have just to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so rewarding to, to be able to just, you know, see that and to, uh, to show these guys that this uniform thing that I'm wearing, it, it doesn't make me any better than you. I'm, I'm still the same person underneath. This is just an exterior piece of clothing mm-hmm. at this point. It means that I've, 
I've made, you know, personal decisions for my life, just like you've made personal decisions for your life. Um, uh, uh, those relationships being built, you know, uh, uh, really were really gave me the opportunity to see a few really good men uh, uh, really turn their lives around to where still have contact with about a dozen of them from, oh man, from five years ago with that. <laughs> and they're all doing really well. Good. Uh, in our last appointment over in uh, South Dakota, um, the thing that that just broke my heart when we first got there was there was such a disconnect between uh, the core and the mission. Okay. And that was affecting the relationship that used to be in place between the core and the community that we were serving. And so it, our mission in our last appointment was really we got to rebuild this relationship. We need to rebuild this relationship between our core and the actual mission of the army. And we also need to rebuild the relationship that uh, our core has with this community. Um, God opened up a doorway for us to uh, bring back some youth programs that were so desperately needed, not only for our core, for uh, future stability, uh, but also for the community itself. Uh, Oh man, I might break down here. I don't like breaking down in front of people. Uh, <laughs> Kay- Kaylee probably already knows. Um, one of those, one of the best relationships built uh, was actually not in our own community while we were there. Uh, 2019, when the, the Missouri River had flooded, um, of course, you know we were doing disaster relief. Uh, I'd done, I was on two deployments, uh, one uh, down in uh, Omaha on the south side, so Bellevue and Papillion, and then during the summer. Uh, about midsummer that year down in Mitchell, South Dakota, where myself and uh, Captains Bill and uh, Deb Middendorp, we were the only three outsiders to go to places where nobody else was able to go and were able to serve and start building key relationships that were needed. One was to the uh, Wolf Creek Cutterite uh, colony. Uh, very eye-opening experience uh, and very rewarding to meet these uh, men and women who had literally just lost everything, their homes, their, their livelihood, but they were still trucking away, mm-hmm. not losing hope. And uh, uh, of course, being very distrustful of us being outsiders, of course, uh, just very, uh, very welcoming of who we were. And understanding that we're here to, to just help you. We're not here to, to take over anything. We're here to show you that there are people who care yeah. and that we're not trying to change you. We're just trying to come alongside you. Uh, the second one, this is where I might break down. Uh, we had, I had the opportunity to go to uh, Lake Andy, South Dakota, which is uh, home to the White Swan Reservation uh, for the Ihantuan Sioux. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a community where they were literally in a little valley. Um, there were farm fields all around them, nothing but hills. And every which way you looked, you saw nothing but floodwaters. Mm-hmm. And it was yards from their community center, yeah. yards from their homes. And I remember being down there and uh, 
remember talking to to a few of the uh, elder ladies. You know, they they saw me and and they said to me, "You know that we don't trust the white man. We we just don't." It's like I I totally understand, but you need to let us finish, Matt. We don't trust the white man, but we trust you and your friends that are that have been coming to help us out. You guys came in, you respected our, our land, you respected our rules, and you've shown us that you genuinely care, and we love you for that. Mm-hmm. There, was a, there was a man down there, uh, this was day four of that, I'm sorry, day five of that deployment. Uh, during, during my time there, you know, just conversating with the people, uh, the men, the women, uh, got to know each other a little bit. And uh, they were asking me, uh, you know, if I was married, I said, yep, my wife, Kaylee, she's back in here on. They kept asking me question after question about her. Well, what's she like? What do you guys like to do together? It got to the point where uh, they said to me, you should just bring her down here sometimes. Like, <laughs> Am I allowed to do that? <laughs> so the very next day, uh, I, I called Kaylee that night. I said, Kaylee, the people want to meet you. He was like, is that even cool that I come down? I want to get in trouble. I want to get, I want to get you guys booted off the reservations. Like, no, they asked me to bring you down. Mm. So we come down and uh, uh, this guy, uh, uh, we're going to call him Bob. Uh, uh, we were sandbagging while Kaylee was down there and uh, he, he was quite the kidder. Loved to tell jokes. Just ha- never uh, stopped having a smile on his face, even with everything going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sees me helping out, hauling sandbags from a uh, big old sandbag pile over to uh, the community center to try to uh, uh, salvage that. And he says to me, yo, Matt, never knew a white man could work so hard. Shoot, you keep this up, but I have to give you an Indian name, man. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but but the, the best part about it is... Uh, after we were said and done with our with our deployment there, um, uh, the the tribal elders uh, said to the three of us, after everything was said and done, um, they wanted to bring us back and to have an authentic uh, uh, tribal celebration with us, something that nobody, no outsider would ever have the opportunity to to witness. Yeah, uh, and a summer 2021 while I was down that reservation I met two kids uh I'm not going to share their names just because they're still in foster care um but uh these same two kids uh ended up getting registered for our summer day camp that we had in Huron and uh when I first saw them I thought to myself I've seen these kids before Mm -hmm. I I don't want to say anything because I don't want to freak them out because I'll just be weird Right. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, there's one day uh, we're talking about school and uh, these two boys are like, yeah, we went to school down Lake Andes. Like, oh, I've been, I've been to Lake Andes. Like, yeah, we remember seeing He's like, are you here? He's like, yeah, we remember you serving the food. Uh, connected the dots and uh, these are two uh, kids that I ended up serving down there. The older one I, I was playing basketball with on, on uh, their uh, little court by the community center. Uh, these two kids, uh, oh man, they just melted our hearts. 
since day one. Yeah. Um, to where Kaylee and I said to each other, oh, man, if we could, if we if we could just do it with no questions asked, we would adopt these two kids mm-hmm. hands down. Uh, after, of course, the summer program, we're like, we're probably not going to see these kids again. You know, they're they live out of town. They have foster parents out of town, but they were so good to have in our program. We go to a youth football game about a month or two after the uh, day camp ended. We get up into the uh, into the bleachers, and the first thing we hear is Matt Kaylee. <laughs> the little brother comes running down the stairs, and keep in mind, I mean, I, like I'm a t- I'm taller than the average man, and this kid was like less than four foot nothing. Mm-hmm. And he about knocks me off my feet. <laughs> Just awesome. tackling me with the biggest hug ever. Uh, and said, I miss you guys so much. I didn't want to leave your program. You guys are so awesome. That's so good. So and it was all about again going back to the to the main the actual main point I was making with all that <laughs> rambling is relationship building mm-hmm. it's something that honestly with all respect to to the training college it's not something that you can teach it's something that you just do or don't do mm-hmm. and i mean the best way to do it is just be your authentic self uh, mm-hmm. you know no matter where you're at kaylee is talking about culture you know how sometimes that distorts our lens sometimes that uh fogs up our lenses it our minds get distorted here and there uh, too easily, uh, you know, we members of the church can fall prey to getting caught up in the culture around us to where we sometimes forget who we are in Christ. And uh, uh, one of my favorite verses of scripture is uh, Romans 1 16, where Paul says, well, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. Mm. Uh, I think taking that mentality, you know, in all, in all walks of life, no matter where we're at in our faith, uh, no matter where we're geographically located, whether it's uh, you know, in Sheboygan, uh, even just visiting, yep. <laughs> uh, or in Southern Missouri, uh, or way up North in God's country in the UP, <laughs> uh, you know, just, just being authentic in Christ, uh, and not shying away from that. I think that's, that's, what's the most important thing about, about ministry is just being real with people, mm-hmm. building those relationships. Uh, it's not going to happen overnight, but but you never know what make what's going to come out of it when we are uh, always real with who we are in Christ with everybody around us, whether mm-hmm. they uh, are members of the church or if they're not members of the church, have had bad experiences with the church before. It doesn't matter when we're authentic, uh, when we're when we're real with that. We're building those relationships with all with all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. That's where our hearts should be, and that and that to me is is a. It, that is the best thing about ministry is, is that relationship building. And the most important thing is that relationship building. Mm-hmm. I think Jesus taught it best. You know, he just met people where they're at. He didn't make them be perfect. Like right away, he just met them. And then, yeah. you know, he was just real, like just himself and yeah. ministering to them and just loving on people. And I think that's the biggest thing that uh, to take away is not, yes, theology is great. And then it's important to preach the word, but I mean, at the end of the day, people are going to know you by your love, not by how many words, you know, in, in scripture or, or can quote. And, you know, and not to say that's bad because I think it's important <laughs> to fill your mind with scripture, mm-hmm. but 
love and relationships, like you said, it's, it's yeah. That's well, I mean, as far as uh, you know, saying uh, Jesus met people right where they're at, and he was honest the whole time. I think about uh, the multiple times in the Gospels where uh, Jesus literally put the disciples in their place and they're arguing about, you know, who's the best out of all of us? I'm the best. No, I'm the best. No, I'm the best. Uh, hold on, come here, kid. You're the best. <laughs> yeah, come here, little kid. <laughs> I think we came full circle, didn't we? Didn't we start there? Yeah. <laughs> Man, you're right. That it relationship building is so important. And sometimes it people you can it can happen where people get too gung-ho on making sure that their theology is correct mm-hmm. and losing sight of the of the people yeah. being being so much important part of it. I have loved this conversation. I think we can kind of get to some wrap up stuff, but I wanted to come back to, um, as I'm listening to you guys talk, I'm hearing the pragmatic side of doing ministry, right? Is being authentic, being in relationship, being loving and caring. And, and that big circling up of like, you're all, all part of God's family. Right. Mm -hmm. And I love, I, I think it's awesome. Like I, I cannot wait to see how, how things go for you guys in Marquette and, and just trust that as you know, you've learned and grown through, you know, Matt at the ARC and then your time in here on, I want to hear more stories. Maybe we'll bring you on again. I want to hear more stories of, of just your experiences. Cause those are the things that shape us and form us and teach us, right. As we move forward, as yeah. we learn and grow in Christ, as we, endeavor to to be the hands and feet of jesus in the places that we're at i had no idea you got on deployment like i didn't know that at all like i didn't even know that we did that at all in south dakota so it it was the first time for the united states that for yeah for the army in the united states that uh uh any eds team uh, was able to go anywhere like that. And uh, it was dual purpose. Number one, the first and uh, most important reason was to to help these people in need. Um, right. That was ultimately the the main reason. No questions about it. Uh, the other reason uh, that just kind of fell into place was to try and build that bridge mm-hmm. uh, with communities where, you know, the Army, we are technically outsiders to them. Yeah. And they have a legitimate uh rationale to not trust outsiders right it's just part of their cultures it's just part of their upbringing that's fine. well and, and history shows that they have good reason exactly exactly they have a legitimate rationale for it uh but to build that bridge uh to you know open that door to uh mm-hmm. further opportunities for service whether uh you know whether it is disaster services or whether it is you know coming in and uh, helping put together uh, outreach programs, letting them know there are resources if you are in need, and we're yep. not here to to come in and rework uh, everything that you do. We're we are here to serve you because you are fellow human beings uh, who are in need. Yep. And when you're talking about um, the greatest thing we can do is relationship, it just reminds me what is our role. So those listening, all of us in this, <laughs> unless this our pastors, what is our role? Is to build bridges between. Yeah. But, between people and their creator, right? Some people, um, somehow it gets muddled along the way. And our role is to help unmuddle the waters, right? To say, there is a reason that you're here. 
there's a reason there's a God who loves you there's a purpose for you um there is more than right now because God is a big God he's a big thinker um and sometimes our job is to help clear those waters so people can see that Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. um so they can go to the one who's who can save their soul Mm -hmm. absolutely dang hey would you guys be up for coming on again sometime down the road yeah of course excellent excellent so this has been fantastic um friends family strangers who's ever listened to this podcast we are glad that you're here and listening if you have any uh you know comments questions please forward them to us or or you know whatever podcast app you use please uh feel free to, to reach out to us, especially if you have questions or thoughts or comments, because we like to get feedback. That way we know we're, uh, we're hitting the things that we want, you know, that people are interested in. And so we're glad to be here. We, we have a blast, especially having guests, uh, friends of ours that we can bring on and, and learn from and, and have good conversations with. So that's been fun. So Amanda, any other last words today? No, I just was really blessed by your guys's um, heart and testimony and Keep uh, doing God's work in God's country. Amen. Amen to that. So as I conclude every podcast, remember, friends, God blesses us. Why? So we can be a blessing to others. We'll catch you next time.